During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. Make me burp. Hello, we're the Boozy Sitters Club. I'm Stephanie. I'm Nell. And that's how we introduce ourselves. <laughs> Not in real life, just on the pod. Oh my God, that's never going to get easier, is it? <laughs> no. No. Maybe one time, if we find one that we like, we should you just take that and play it. Sure. Like if we manage to introduce ourselves in a way that doesn't feel self serving and cheesy. I was gonna say stupid, but yeah. <laughs> yes. I was using big words to say stupid. Yours yours was more eloquent. So yeah, so we're the Boozy Sitters Club. We uh if you haven't listened to before, we read the babysitters club books and we drink. And we tell you what we drank. And we tell you what we thought of the books. Yeah. So uh, so what book did we read this week? This week was Claudia and Mean Janine. Is that the right title? That's the right title. I think so. And I don't yeah. think it's a very appropriate title. It's not. She w- um, she's our not, wild speculation was... Not right at all. So we speculated that she was going to horn in on the Babysitter's Club and be all Mean Janine me things, about it. do things. Baby, me, me, me. Spreadsheets, yeah. data, computers from the 80s. Mm-hmm. That didn't That's happen. That's my Janine impression. That there did was, not happen at all. There was also a child on the cover that we said looked like he was a junior member of the Aryan Brotherhood, which he still does. I don't know how he factored into the story. I don't either. I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't know what who who's this supposed to be? Where does it it was a it was a misleading cover image and Yeah. I can as we get into the specifics of all of it, I can see why they didn't want to go one direction, but that may have had more to do with the actual plot. But yeah, so the act- should we maybe shove Lewis at the top here and just give everyone the back cover read and then get into the bigger synopsis? Because I feel like this book is a little different. The cover is misleading. The title is misleading. So throw it to Lewis to tell you about. That's- yeah, yeah, Lewis. Why don't you? Why don't you tell us what this book's about? Claudia's sister is mean. She's too busy being smart to be nice. Even Claudia's grandmother, Mimi, can't get close to Janine. Plus, mean Janine puts down the babysitter's club. And that makes Claudia mad. This summer, the members of the babysitter's club are starting a playgroup in the neighborhood. Claudia can't wait for it to begin. But then Mimi has a stroke, and the whole summer changes. Now Claudia has to spend her time Mimi-saying instead of babysitting, and things with Janine are going from bad to worse. One of the Kishi sisters has to start being nicer, and it's sure not going to be Claudia. So, so yeah, um, Mimi has a stroke. <laughs> It's not the cheeriest. It's not of the books. cheeriest, but it's also not the most depressing. No, it's handled. It's, it's handled, handled in well. a way that's 
And I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Marion Saves the Day, which I just thought was boring as hell. Yes. And I think the the flow of the plot is better. Like the pacing of the yeah. book. Like I think with Marion Saves the Day, I think we both felt like the whole climax of the book of actually something happening was just almost felt like an afterthought toward yeah. the end. And this, I think, is much more, here you go, here's the main plot, and here's the fallout of it, and yeah. now let's talk it about it. It also seems as time goes on, I just get angrier and angrier at Marianne Saves the Day. It's just, <laughs> except fine. for meeting like, Dawn and Mallory, I'm like, ugh. But it did also introduce us to Jenny Prezioso. That's true. I mean, you can be mad at it all you want. The, I, I forgot about the Preziosos. When books evoke emotions. So. It's true. And it's a slow burn. Okay. So back yeah. back to Mean Janine. So yeah. Lewis told you what the back cover read was. I think one of the things that's different is that it's now summer vacation. Yes. It is summer so vacation. So they're out of school and there's a little bit on the babysitting side of what's everyone going to do? How are we going to do this? And Christy, because it's not a babysitter's club book if Christy doesn't have an idea and a business plan. This was a good idea, though. Absolutely, was a good idea. Basically, says, "Hey, let's let's make a morning, um, almost like a little mini camp where parents can." And the one thing I was confused is there does not seem to be any kind of reservation system here. So there's not. It could be one kid. It could be. 12. It's basically just send your kid over with a five dollar bill, and we'll watch them until twelve thirty. Yeah. And they end up doing it at Stacy's house. Yes. And they set it up and it's pretty much, yeah, just drop your kid off from, you know, the morning. And I think it's from like 9 to 1230. Just yeah. drop your kid off. We'll have crafts. We'll have games. Um, they do go around the neighborhood, like knocking on doors to tell them. And I, I do think it's funny that they do call out, speaking of Jenny Prezioso, that nobody, A, wants her to come and B, Wants to knock on her door, so they make Marianne do it because yes. she's the only one that likes her. Yes. So they have this plan, and they're gonna have this little mini camp in the mornings, and then they'll all be free to have regular babysitting jobs in the afternoons and the evenings and on weekends. I think it's only Monday through Friday. It's either Monday through Friday or Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's only during the week. The yeah. logistics are not um, pertinent to the pod. <laughs> no, pertinent to Kirsty, not to Christy. Kirsty's a different person. Christy. That we should we should have friend of the pod Kirsty on one day. We should for no other reason than she's fun. She's fun, <laughs> and and so it all seems like this is a great plan. And then Mimi has a stroke, and Claudia thinks that she has caused the stroke. Yes, because she and Janine were fighting. I don't even remember about what. And Mimi goes into her room, and they hear a thud. And I will say to Janine's credit, she jumps into action pretty quickly. Like, yeah. takes her pulse, tells Claudia exactly what to say to 911. I feel like she's read, like, an EMT textbook or something. Yes. And up until this point, it's not even, like, Janine's actually really being that mean. They're just – they're not communicating well. It's, it's a – They're just being sisters. They're being sisters. Sisters who are very different people. Very different people. And I think it's one of those things that anybody who is – put in a situation no matter how old you are and again i think that's the beauty of these books it's giving you like a glimpse into kind of how to or how not to handle a situation based on how these girls act yeah what happens when there's a communication breakdown i'm not saying that if you have a communication breakdown your grandma's gonna have a stroke that's no but not how that works 
it's it's just it's it's almost it's just a study in communication is how I took it. Yes. Yeah. So now that we've established there's a play group and Mimi has a stroke and we've already done Lewis. Listen to Lewis. No one's done Lewis on this pod. (laughs) Man, this is the second time in a row we're gonna have to apologize to Lewis. Sorry, Lewis. Oh dear. Um should we talk about what we're drinking? Because Let's we need it. to put the booze in boozy sitters. It does come first. What are you drinking? What am I drinking? I am drinking a rosé. Lovely. In my spirit of Christy and having a million different projects in the midst of the pod, you know, some freelance work and whatnot. I've also decided now is the best time to do yoga teacher training. So Take it all on. I quite frankly forgot to pick a cocktail but i had a bottle of wine i opened up two days ago it wasn't two days ago it was last night i don't know what time it is what day it is so i'm drinking a rosé it's i'm gonna butcher this because it's it's french and i don't do that look as long as it's not a viognier you're fine it's (laughs) i can't say that either this is it's called la botinache l-a b-o-u T-A-N-C-H-E. Boutonache. Oh, it wasn't that off. No. Boutonche. Boutonche. La Boutonche. It's a rosé. I bought it from the same liquor establishment that Nell bought the bubbly. We should really learn their name. We should learn their name because they have a nice selection. It's in a strip mall and you wouldn't think they have like a good selection We're of also wines. in Florida. Much like Texas. Lots of things are in a strip mall. True. It's nice. It's got, there was no description on the bottle. So I found one on some other website and it's like an inc- incredibly crisp and clean natural rosé of some grape I can't say and another grape I can't say. It's organic. Both delicious. It's delicious. Organic, wild yeast fermented, bottled yeah, without sure. fin- fining and filtering. Yeah. A liter bottle befitting the... How do you say that thing again? La Boutonche. La Boutonche. Line of wines. The term being French slang for an easy drinking wine. Bright raspberry notes. Racy minerality. Woo. And a long tart finish. It does have a nice tart finish. I don't know about the racy. It's also got... We'll find out. We'll see where this night goes. It's also got some anthropomorphized looking like fish wearing mm-hmm. like a letterman jacket yeah and a hat pouring the wine over his head nothing says easy drinking like a booze hound fish in a letterman jacket. it's like if danny zuko when he decided he wanted to be on the track team i think mm-hmm. were a fish and poured wine nice. on his head that's how i nice. envision it it's really quite good Good. I do feel like um, since rosé has become kind of like the popular wine in the past few years, Mm -hmm. a lot of them that you get are on the sweeter side because they think Americans like sweet. Yeah, this isn't sweet. Cool. Yeah, it's good. Thank you for helping me say words in French that have already gone out of my head because I was saying it how you would read an Italian word. Not the same. Not Not the the same. same. Anyway, so what are you drinking? Well, in the our theme, I think this week is what do I have in the house? Because <laughs> I also was like, oh, I should make a thing, and blah, 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 and then didn't. So I started looking around to see what 
I had and what I could do. So I ended up finding uh, this recipe. When you held it up, it looked like a Pim's cup, is it not? It's not. Um, so it's. I found it on this website called Garnish with Lemon. Um, that appears to have a lot of recipes, party tips, cocktails, things like that. And it is, I think, adapted from a recipe from this place in uh, Minneapolis that looks like they do um, catering and like private dinners and stuff called Create. Ooh. Um, it all seemed that very sounds like fun. I went down a little bit of a wormhole with it, but it all seemed fun. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't have like a super fun name. It's just called an Aperol Gin Cocktail. But that, that's fine. <laughs> it's refreshing. It's summery. It's basically gin, Aperol, a muddled cucumber, lime juice, Ooh. some simple syrup, um, and a splash of club soda. We drink so, a lot of gin and Aperol. It's true. And I did tweak the amounts a little because for two glasses, it called for six ounces of gin plus oh. two ounces of Aperol. That's, and I was like, that seems like a, a lot. That seems very potent. So um, so I cut down the gin a little bit. So it's inspired I, by. It is inspired that. by. But yes, it's very refreshing and summery. Um, I, I mashed the heck out of the um, cucumber, so it's pretty cucumbery. Muddling is one of the most therapeutic things I have done since coronavirus has invaded America. Well, it gets a lot of anger. away, It friend. gets a lot of anger out. I recommend the cucumber because it's, um, it gives a little it, resistance. Yes. Yeah. Because, it, but then you get that pop. It's satisfying. When you it said that pop satisfying. and made that noise, this is going to sound really gross. What I thought of, I was like, oh my God, if you took something and popped out somebody's eyeball. I also, as I was doing that, I was like, is it, am I going to sound like a serial killer? Mm. So I'm the one that said it sounded like you're popping out an eyeball. While all y'all, that's a double, it's that's fine. redundant, um, contemplate whether Nell is a serial killer and how I like to scoop out an eyeball, we're going to take a wee break. You may be asking yourself, why is the audio quality on this ad so poor? Well, when you're working on a shoestring budget and the port of your mic craps out, you improvise. Now you're asking yourself, why do I care? You care because you love independent media and you get excited like a sophomore whose braces just came off every time a new episode of your favorite pod pops into your feed. So if you want to help make sure all the cords work and hosts don't go hungry, consider donating to help support an independent creator that is important to you. It doesn't have to be us. We'd love it to be us. But if there's another pot out there that wants the cockles of your heart, support them. If you want to help us make sure the cocktails keep coming, head on over to our Patreon page and become a member. And until then, cheers. Back from the break. Back from the break. So oh, maybe we already were back from the break, but whatever. We weren't back from the break. That was all. Oh, okay. That was all. Off topic. Off the record gossip. Maybe it'll be a boozy extra. Or maybe, Ooh, maybe you'll just have to wait until someone leaks the information. Leakers. America. So how are you? Um, I'm okay. I know we talked a little bit before this, um, but yeah, it's been a little bit of a um, kind of funky week. Like I think last episode was as well, like thrown off a little. Some of my routines are a little off, but all in all, I'm doing pretty good. Got some uh, potential you know, work stuff going on. So that's exciting. It is exciting. Um, 
pretty good, except it is so hot out. It's disgusting. And no matter how early I leave the house, it just doesn't seem to happen. Although, I did go to Trader Joe's yesterday, and I did get chocolate chip cookie ice cream sandwiches because they're the best. That does sound really good. So that's making me really happy. That is exciting. And it also was the first time I'd gone to Trader Joe's in the pandemic times. Mm. And so I might have gone a little overboard on things. And I I restocked my everything bagel seasoning or everything but the bagel seasoning, which turns out that and hot sauce have been flavors of the quarantine. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, actually. I st- as I said, I started my yoga teacher training. Um, it has lots of emotions have been bubbling up and releasing from my body, which is good. Good. Um, there is as long as they're not like releasing and hovering. No, they're releasing and just they're leaving. I, there's a lot good. of breathing. I've found this. Within all of this, too, even though I'm doing, like, a vinyasa 200-hour teacher training, I did find this really nice kundalini mantra meditation. I can't remember the name of it right now, but that has really been helping me get things out and just let them leave. I did not realize how much anger and frustration was inside this 4'11 body. Um, so yeah. Like one whole leg's worth, you think? I mean, I'm sure there's some, there's some still in there, but possibly, possibly. Wow. I think I've been holding a lot of it in my hips. Oh, sure. I feel like Christy holds a lot of her anger in her hips. I'm just projecting now, but I'm good. I'm good. Good. So yeah. So how would you rate this book? So... Weirdly, even though it was kind of a downer of a book, I kind of think a four or like a three and a half. Like, I actually really liked it, even though it was about a stroke. Yeah, it was a different. I think I'm like, and this kind of goes back to last one as well. um, I think I like the different construction of the books, like plot wise. Um, So, yeah, I think like three and a half, four. I actually, whatever a four and a half, whatever a curfew and a half, extended curfew sure. and a half would be, I maybe like. like a sleepover? Maybe like a sleepover. I don't know. We're just making things up. I actually really liked it. I thought the cadence was good. Mm-hmm. I thought how they handled Mimi's stroke and recovery. Let's put it out there. She didn't die. She did not die. Y- yet. I don't, I don't remember yet. if she dies later on. Pretty sure a dog dies, but whatever. Not whatever. That's going to make me cry when that happens. But I thought it was handled really well. And there's a note at the beginning of the book where um, Anne M. Martin, and I always say her middle initial because it's in her Because it's there. So, you know. Um, and I feel like we're not on first name basis quite yet. She, there's a note at the beginning of the book. She, like we've said, she always does notes at the end of the book, but there's a note at the beginning of the book where she acknowledges a doctor whose name I can't remember right now for reviewing the book and yes. for her help. So I think that's part of it where she went into this with, I'm going to talk about this, but I'm mm-hmm. also going to talk about it in a medically correct way so that when I'm describing things... And I, they're the right things. And I do think we have to point out because now the TV series is out. It, it 
this is one of the books that is one of the episodes, but they are different enough that if you watched the show already, because I binge watched it in a day because I couldn't stop myself, just couldn't stop myself. It's different enough. What happens there is not what happens here. There's some very, there are some varying things. Have you watched this episode yet? I haven't. Okay. I wanted to, so I, I am trying to watch the shows after I read the book and we do the podcast so that okay. it doesn't get mixed up so, in my head. So then we're just going to leave it where it is. They're different enough, okay. dear listeners, that if you have watched it, you can still read the book and enjoy it. They're different. But and also we are planning to do a I think it should be a standalone little our thoughts on the Netflix series. Possibly episode. our next emergency meeting. Yeah. Because it's gonna be longer um, than an extra. Extra, extra. Yes. Just like that. I um <laughs> I also have yoga brain. It's I've it's been fine. literally did five hours of yoga today. I mean not that's a lot of yoga straight. Some of it was instruction. So like I wasn't actively doing yoga for five hours, but I was in a yogic state state of of being for five hours. It's good. It's all good. Would would 12-year-old you have liked the book? Uh, I Yeah. I mean, I think I would have. I read a lot when I was 12. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been one of those books that I read. I didn't love. I didn't hate. I liked parts about it. I didn't like parts about it. I probably would have appreciated it for what it was, but it would have been, again, a lot of these I feel like I did read, but I don't remember. Yeah. it Like, it didn't stick. Like, some of them I remember parts where I'm like, yes, absolutely, I read it, and I remember parts of this. I feel like I did read this one, but I, it didn't really stick. Like, when Mimi fell down and had a stroke, I was like, oh, oh my God. Clearly forgot that part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... So, yeah, I mean, I think I would I would have been okay with it. It would have been, you I know, this, I was certainly reading downer books at 12. I actually think this is the first book that I really liked as an adult, but I don't think I would have liked as a kid. I mm-hmm. think the stroke would have been too much for me, even though yeah. it was balanced out with the playgroup, um, which we need to get into the Jenny Prezioso of it all with the playgroup. That girl. And Karen, Karen does it again. Let's talk about that. But I do think, and then I think the stroke might have been too much for me, even though she was fine. And I think the conflict between Claudia and Janine, I think would have bothered me only because when I was a kid, I think I, I wanted siblings. So the fact that she had an older sister and they were not getting along over stupid things. Just, I think I would have just been annoyed at. But you know, it's yeah. you always want what you can't have. But as an adult, I found it all very interesting. And I think that's a good point to say. This is ultimately, I think, a book about sibling relationships. Yeah, and we are two only children. Correct. So we bring a very different perspective, <laughs> I think, to that because. I think reading it also as an adult, I can see I can see my friends' sibling relationships in yeah. it, as an outsider. I can see, oh yeah, that reminds me of when so and so and their sister did blah blah blah, or, you know. But I think it as reading it as a twelve-year-old only child, you know, it does. I think it probably would have been like, 
I just want to hear the fun things about being a sibling. Yeah. And I th- I think what was really well done about it, too, is there are parallels between how Claudia and Janine are interacting and how our favorite, Jamie Newton, and his how he is relating to his little sister, Lucy, because the subplot to the subplot is that it's Lucy's christening and Claudia is over there babysitting prior to the christening and Mrs. Newton has all the stuff out and she's hired the babysitter's club to basically be, I think Claudia calls them paid guests. Yes. (laughs) Which is so funny to me because I'm like, They've been doing this a lot. They were this at the wedding. They like. I feel like now they're you <laughs> they're know, now being I mean, subcontracted to... as um, catering, right? Help like, not like... To <laughs> throw it way in the gutter, but like, like would you like I mean, some teenage Mrs. escorts? Mrs. Newton asked Claudia to come over early to decorate the backyard, and I don't think she got paid extra. So I feel like Christy might have something to say about that. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> but. One of the things that happens is when Claudia is watching Jamie and Lucy, they go on a walk and they Jamie wants to go over to Claudia's house because Claudia has stopped going to the playgroup because she's essentially also babysitting Mimi. Yes. Because she's she's because Mimi gets out of the hospital yes. and she it now has to have basically rehab. And she goes to rehab. I she think, goes to rehab, but in the morning, the day. yeah, they still want somebody to like do vocabulary with her, have her move around. Her parents. She's still, she's still having trouble speaking. Yes. Her one side, her right side is sidebar. And I know bit. we just said we're going to have a whole episode about this, but I need to get this out now. Can we talk about like how disproportionately hot Mr. Kishi is in the show from like everybody else? I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't think he stood out as like disproportionately hot because I feel like there are some hot people on there, but there are. But to me, for some reason, I was like, "Wow, Mr. Kishi." I will say, I feel like both of the Kishis were a lot more glamorous than I had pictured them in my well, head. Well, all of them are, but for some reason, Mr. Kishi stood out as being like, "Wow, he's smoking." He's <laughs> and. It- Anyway, I digress. We can we can talk about Mr. Kishi's hot, hot brokenness. <laughs> to the point where it's like, oh my god, I'm gonna read this book now, and I'm like, is this the picture I'm gonna have in my head? Yes, yes, it is. Anyway, are you saying we should start following Mr. Kishi on Mr. On the Kishi? Twitter? If you hear this. <laughs> you know where to find Stephanie. You know where to find us. Anyway, that's uncomfortable. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was talking about. Oh, rehab. <laughs> yep. Rehab. <laughs> We're fine. It's not a problem. We can stop anytime we want. Oh, dear. Wow. Okay, so Mimi goes to rehab in the afternoon, but Claudia is watching her in the morning, which she volunteers for, and it does seem like Janine kind of wanted to volunteer, but then when Claudia volunteered, they're all like, that's great. 
because Janine can't rearrange her class schedule because even though it's yes. the summer, Janine's still taking classes. Janine's taking summer school classes because she loves school. And hey, there is something to that. Like, good for her. Good if for that's her. what makes her happy, absolutely. But then Go we learn it. it may not totally make her happy. Right. And I will say, I think this is where the writing is just so, so, so good in these books. And yeah. I think it's deceptively good because it's simple writing. Mm -hmm. And as we've discussed, both of us get through these books like Very they're quickly. real quick. Very if quickly. anyone listening is like, I never read those books, pick one up, anyone, Seriously. and just read it. Between you an, will get an hour and two and a half hours, you'll be done. You'll be done. You'll get a sense of what it is. But I think what is so genius about these books is she writes in a way that you start to see these little hints of what Janine is thinking mm -hmm. through Claudia's eyes, but Claudia doesn't, doesn't see understand. It. And so you as a reader, especially a younger reader, start to get that feeling of, yeah, I know what's happening and the main character doesn't. And I think... Like, this is where 12-year-old me would have loved it because at 12 years old, I was starting to get into the um, murder mystery books. Mm. Uh, Mary Higgins Clark. There was a book in my, like, eighth grade So are you surprised then that when you took the quiz, they gave you the Claudia because she likes the mysteries too? No, <laughs> no. Ooh, although I'm going to interject on myself here. Um, I did hear from friend of the pod, Amanda, yeah. on our last one, where um, she said that I should have chosen, instead of that um, my friends would say I'm the creative one, she said that I should have chosen that I'm the mature one. And that comes from the time that um, I may have suggested that when she was moving a chair at a slightly swanky outdoor bar to get us all in the mm -hmm, same place mm -hmm. maybe while you're wearing a super cute little dress and heels don't lift it up over your head <laughs> does that make you mature or just the most observant there are a couple other things <laughs> that's just one example. it's fine the more but i thought about that too i was like i think as an adult i actually am probably more of a dawn than a christy Again, I think it depends all, on what we it have is. little bits of all of them. It's just anyway. The, anyway, so, I just think that the writing is so good because it allows you to see yes the little bits of those characters, and then at the end, feel so vindicated that you kind of saw where this was leading. Well, and that there are th so that's happening, but then there's also things within it where you can start to see the main character start picking them up for themselves. So I think before we started talking about hot hot Mr. Kishi, <laughs> I think where I was going was so she's watching the Newtons and she's not at the playgroup anymore and they let everybody know that Mimi's had a stroke and all the kids make get well cards. Which, Which we should adorable. talk about Claudia's reaction in the hospital room. But anyway, Jamie wants to go to the Kishis. There's a lot in this book. There's a lot in all There's of these lot. books. Yeah, but like this one feels this one, yeah. deep. Wants to go to the Kishis because basically he wants to see for himself that Mamie's not there because she hasn't come home from the hospital yet. And when they get there, Janine's there. And I don't even really remember what they got into. But Claudia raises her hand yes. because she's about to slap her sister yeah. But then stops herself, which I was like, wow, I did not think Claudia had that much of a 
mean streak. Yeah, but I also think that's where the not having a sibling comes into play. Like, I think there is something sometimes, not all the time, but I think there's something about siblings where like, sometimes you just want to beat the shit out of them. And you do because that's what siblings do. I mean, one, I've only slapped a girl once. For the record, it was not me. No, I didn't know you then. This was a girl that was supposed to be like my best friend. And I think we had a very toxic relationship. But I I distinctly remember this. We're at a bar, not a bar, a venue, a small venue, Lower East Side. And I think it was like a showcase. Small venues. I know. And it was like a showcase for some bands we were working with. And I legitimately working with. This was not like my groupie days. What bands? Anyone good? Should we tag them on Twitter? We, We shouldn't. I don't even remember what they are. And I don't remember what happened, but you know, it's a venue, it's a show, it's a whatever, you're doing whatever you, whatever. There's alcohol involved. I'm clearly drinking more responsibly now. But I don't, she got me so, so, so mad. And we had been fighting about stupid things. And like, in that relationship, I was the responsible one, which I think is actually kind of funny. Um, I'm responsible. I get things done. But she made me so mad. I did not, like, Claudia, stop myself and, like, full-on palms slapped her in the face. But whatever she did... Was it, like, a record scratch? Like, everyone stopped and looked? Or was it, like... People stopped and looked, but I do also... It's, like, a Wednesday night. No, people stopped and looked, but I do also remember it must... Whatever she did to me to make me do that must have been bad. Because I do also remember after that, everyone was like, no, you, you were right to have slapped her in the face. Oh, Wow. Again, I don't remember anything of the Did detail. Did she hit you back? No. No. Oh, yeah. She knew. She knew. Because here's the other thing. I might be small, but the only mm. person that I swear to God that I that we've had this conversation that could probably take me in, in a scuffle is friend of the pod, Roxanne. She's scrappy, that one. She's scrappy. So that's a long story of how I slapped a girl, but Claudia stopped herself. Right. And <laughs> I think. Oh, wait. There was more to that. Because yeah. later on, when Claudia makes the connection, yes, it's because Jamie almost takes punch and dumps it on his sister. But not only his sister, his sister, while she is in her, her christening, christening gown, gown, stops. And when Claudia talks to about me, it, is the worst because it's white. Because but I throw a punch on me, sure, on my christening, my gown? christening uh-uh. gown. And uh-uh. when Claudia talks to him, and she asks, "Why did you stop?" He was like, well, because she's my sister and I love her. And that's when Claudia makes the connection. That's why I didn't pop Janine in the face. And I do think reading all of that, I was like, this is fantastic. And it is teachable and it's great. I, It's not realistic in the least. If these were True. real siblings, Claudia would have beat the shit out of her sister. And Jamie absolutely would have been a little jerk and poured that punch straight down Lucy's dress. I mean, again, we don't know that because we don't have siblings. Well, then that's our question of the week. How do siblings act? <laughs> would you have slapped Janine and or would you have poured punch down your sibling's christening gown? Now ponder you that. tell us. Tell us. Ponder it. We're going to take a wee break because I need to fill up my wine glass. Ooh. Oh, you still have. No. no. Oh, no, that's ice. Oh, it's gone. We love to support our local businesses, so we want to tell everybody about Book and Bottle in St. Pete. 
like us, they're also fans of things to read and drinks to sip and can help with recommendations for either. They're open again for business, so let them help you find your next read and a great wine to go with it. You can find their hours and details at bookandbottlesaintpete.com. Okay, so we're back. We're We're refreshed. I recognize I'm talking extremely fast, so sorry. More than normal. It feels it feels faster. Anyway, so what surprised you the most? Uh, I mean the thump on the floor and the stroke. Yeah, I was not. I actually really did not think stroke was where we were going. No, here's the thing. Again, with the like foreshadowing and stuff that she does, it's really good. Clearly, Mimi was not feeling well. We yeah. knew she was going to be sick. Because they I did think, keep saying she was tired. Yeah, she didn't seem like herself. I, I guess I think the the most surprising part to me was that the stroke was such a big part of the plot. Again, the title yeah. seems a little misleading. I thought it was going to be more about... It, because... So I think... Weirdly, like we talked about this a little bit, like Claudia volunteers to help out with Mimi and she, you know, helps out with dinner all the time. She also straight up cut off Janine, though, so Janine couldn't even say anything. Right. And that's another part of it where (laughs) when they do finally talk, Janine's like, you just jumped in and you might be upset that I'm not pulling my weight, but you didn't give me an opportunity to offer you said you would do this. You said you would do this. Yeah. You don't ask me when you're starting to fix dinner. You just do it. And Claudia's like, well, you don't offer. And I think that's where the communication is. Yeah. And so I think maybe it's maybe it's as an adult. I don't mm-hmm. think Janine was being mean. I don't and think so she was either. I was expecting this to be more about, in our wild speculation, Yeah. more about Janine inserting herself and, you know, being Janine about it. And so I think that was the, actually the plot as a whole was probably the most surprising part. Yeah. And I actually was surprised that I actually, I sympathize with Janine throughout the whole book. Yeah. Because honestly. Oh, yeah, Claudia was a total jerk in some Claudia, point. Claudia, like, yeah, she was being a little bratty. And I think, and I could see where she was coming from because Claudia is feeling like she's the black sheep of the family. But then at the same time, Janine is also feeling like that because Janine is feeling like because Claudia is outgoing and has all these friends and her parents look to her to to help with dinner, to help with Mimi, even if she is volunteering, it does seem like they go to her more for that. And just Janine, do your studies that Janine feels like they actually like Claudia more than Janine. And it's just. It also just goes to show you how when you're growing up, no matter if you're smart, creative, the artistic one, whatever, your perception of your reality is is very different from what it is. And you always think like your parents don't understand you, even if from Claudia's perspective, Janine is doing every single thing that her parents expect of a child. And from Janine's perspective, even though Claudia is really bad at school, she's really the favorite one because she's outgoing and can communicate and in some better. ways she's doing what's expected as a child in the to use a corporate speak the soft skills you know <laughs> and so yeah. i think like that's something that i think whether you have siblings or not you can really relate to with this book of when they do finally talk 
Claudia's like, what are you talking about? You're the favorite child. Mom and dad love you the most. And Janine's like, what are you talking about? You're the favorite child. Mom and dad love you the most. And both of them are looking at their own weaknesses yeah. that are strengths in the other. And I think, oh, got real deep here, but like, <laughs> I think that's like a life lesson for everybody. Yeah. Of what you see as a, a weakness and, and may be a weakness because we all have them, but it may be a weakness within yourself, but that doesn't mean that you are not stronger than somebody else in something in another area. And it doesn't mean that you're bad. No. And it could be the, all of the yoga teacher training, but they just, they complement each other and they balance each other. And Mimi loves them both for different, different reasons, different things. And I do think the one thing that Claudia does bring up to Janine that Janine is actually receptive to. Like, you're feeling like you're left out. Make a little bit more of an effort yeah. to be part of the family. Do you really have to be up here studying all the time? And Janine's like, no, I don't. She basically admitted she was afraid. She was, she's right. shy and she was a little bit of afraid well, even of her own family, which that's, I, I do what it comes down to. recognize because despite the fact that I'm not shutting up within the context of my own family i was not the most assertive which is shocking but it's true well, and i was I a little bit of afraid to speak because they were terrifying i mean <laughs> i mean it's, <laughs> it's tough if you don't feel comfortable in a situation it's tough to insert yourself into that situation exactly whether it is strangers or family or whatever and claudia has a natural gift and inclination to be social yeah janine does not and yeah. so her go-to even within her own family is not well i'm just gonna jump in and help i'm gonna do this you know and i think this i hope i mean again like we talked about a little bit last time last episode like getting emotionally attached to characters in books <laughs> but like i hope that this does kind of change their relationship a little bit in the books so yeah. that you can see different parts of how you can interact with your siblings. And not just your siblings. I, I think Claudia brings that to the club as a whole. I mean, you know, they all they all have their strong suits, but I think Claudia in general is just one of those people that other people gravitate towards. Yes. Because she's just she's fun. Like she just really is. She's a she's a fun yeah. She might not be book smart, but she's witty. She's got a lot well, to say. And, and she, visually, like, she just puts it all out she there. She puts she's it all out wear there. super interesting, creative things. And at the very least, people are going to look at her and be like, huh, that's someone that is not sticking to the, <laughs> you know, the script. And what I think is interesting, too, is like, I know she's the vice president because it's her room and it's her phone. But really, she's the vice president because she's the only one that can... Stand up to Christy is not the right. No, it's true. She's the only one that actively yeah. is like, no, you're nuts. Back off. She was the one that was like, we're not cleaning. <laughs> yes. And, <laughs> but I think stand up to Christy in a consistent and not, um, what's the word? Uh, confrontational way. Like Marianne will stand up to Christy when she is pushed 
up against the wall to the last moment and then she just explodes. She, yeah. And it, that's not just with Christy. That seems to be with with anybody. anybody that she just And Claudia, I think, is the one and Stacy's still like eh, I think she's she probably is is closer to Claudia, but Yeah. Still trying to figure out the whole situation. And Claudia, I think, is that that person that's like, yeah, I've lived across from you my entire life. You don't scare me. Yeah. And I think Claudia also it's interesting because I think if Claudia could handle Janine the way she handles Christy, because I think she does. I think she genuinely sees Christy's reaction to things sometimes as insecurity, which it is, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. can kind of bring her back down to reality when she goes off to crazy town even if it is like snap out of it. But she sees that some of her outbursts are not that she's being. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. I still want to know what that child with his fingers and his ears in the front was about. I do not understand that on the cover. I'm back to the cover. Okay. So we, we, we touched upon, does this hold up in 2020? And we said, we we, we do think it does. We do. Because there are so many interpersonal things. There was no weird technology that shouldn't have been in 1989. Cell phones came up again. People were answering <laughs> phones, calling phones. Again, I am unclear. <laughs> this is one point where I just want to sit down and have a drink with Anne M. Martin and say, what What? The, uh, what kind of technology did you have? Is she a time traveler from the future? I don't what know. What <laughs> happened? I don't know. But I think I really do think overall this one. Overall holds up. This one really holds up because this one really is just about communication and relationships with other people, whether they be your family or friends or, you know, even how they handled the stroke, I think, was yes, and was that well stuff, done. I mean, turns out human emotions don't change. I know. So I think whether that I want do them think. To or not. Yeah. And I do think, honestly, for me, there wasn't really an expected part of the book because I just did not see this plot line coming anywhere. No. So what's the next book? Do you know what the next book is? I don't even know what the next book is. I do if I look it up. Hold up. Uh, ooh, the next book is. Oh, yes. The next book is. What is it? Boy Crazy Stacy. Oh, yeah. We didn't talk about that. This is the no, first we didn't. book that sets up the next book. Yes. Which I. I love I loved that. Loved so, ba- so basically, we're going to wildly speculate, but they do set us up. Also, this is the cover can you see it i can see it the cover has a very blonde older man who seems to be a lifeguard with a shirt when you say older he's like 20 i mean look he probably looks 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 40 on this he looks like at least no he looks like he's like 42 (laughs) i mean sure if you think that 42 year old men look like that, he looks have like. Okay, fine. It. Maybe not 42. He looks like Fabio, who in my head was always very old. So he kind of, yes, he, he does have that romance hero <laughs> aspect. So, okay. May I describe this cover? Do we want to describe a little bit please more? Please okay. describe the cover. So the next, co- the next book is Boy Crazy Stacy. The cover is Stacy wearing an oversized elastic waist windbreaker that comes down to her hips underneath that she's wearing like a yellow dress like a a beach dress she's on the beach she is holding a child in her arms who clearly has a foot injury and this lifeguard is attending to the foot injury he's blonde i mean he's got some pecs (laughs) he's wearing a um 
a blue, it looks like a button-down shirt. Like like a Brooks Point. Brothers, which apparently is going out of business, button-down <laughs> shirt, but with a a, a Red Cross like emblem Honestly. on it. Sleeves rolled up. It's unbuttoned to the waist. He looks to me like, imagine 80s Magnum P.I., but yep. blonde and yep. no mustache. No mustache. But that's everything else is the same. Yep. Um, the <laughs> pants that he's wearing. This is maybe Magnum P.I. Magnum P.I. might not be right. I, it's actually more like 80s Val Kilmer. Yeah. He's got like the... I've, we're going to put this on the Instagram. I mean, obviously it's going to go up with our like yeah. episode yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But like the clothes are where it goes off the rails because imagine <laughs> an 80s lifeguard. Just imagine an 80s lifeguard. Any of them. You're probably imagining some short shorts. Yeah, maybe he's a wearing, tank top. He's wearing like he's paramedic wearing, pants. Those aren't paramedic pants. Those <laughs> are like black dress pants. They are. Because this is a podcast, you also have to imagine now, Nell is zooming in on these man's pants and shoving what is essentially his crotch into my face. Look, (laughs) I'm trying to show you his pants. They are pleated. The illustration work on this shows you that they're they're baggy. They're like pleated and baggy. The, the, The shirt is open to the waist, but also like also, Baggy, he's got a whistle on. I don't also, understand. Also, keep in mind, where they're going is the Jersey Shore. I can also guarantee you. Yes. No lifeguard on the Jersey Shore looks like that. No. They're guido-tastic. Yes. It's, this is not. That's not. That's like Stacy's Connecticut ideal of, of who you're going to meet on the beach. Yeah. So as we said, the, this book actually sets up the next one. So essentially, the last thing that happens in the book is they're at a meeting. Phone rings. It's Mrs. Pike. And she says that they're going on vacation. And this year, she and her husband want some alone time. So they want to yeah, bring... Yeah, they do. Yeah, they, they do. they have eight children. <laughs> of course they do. They're going to work on the ninth. They want... Two sitters to come with them, doesn't matter which ones, to be mother's helpers the entire time. Essentially, they're outsourcing the care of their children, which I mean, is fine. Duh. I'm all about that. You get some you time at the Jersey Shore. Do it. There, there is Go for a walk on the boardwalk. There is funnel cakes. Some funnel cake. Frozen Take custard. Take some... Some, you really, know, lifeguards in... Really excellent fried clams. And a raw Business bar. Casual. Now I, God damn it, I really want to now go to the shore. <laughs> anyway. I went so, to Long Island Beach once with some family friends. Long Island or Long Beach Island? Long Beach Island. It's nice. I know. We so always went to Point Pleasant. That's where my mom went. That's where, like, my family went. Point, Point Pleasant. Pleasant? Oh, mm-hmm. God. So many things. I didn't know. God, yeah. we're so close together. We have all so these close. connections. Oh, my God. So, um, so they need to. Claudia is not free. They're going on vacation now. I think they said to Vermont, which she I, doesn't seem into. <laughs> now that Mimi's better. Christy but, like, can't. I feel like Claudia is really going to embrace Vermont. I do, too. Vermont, not Vermont. It's, I didn't even hear it. Can I tell it's you fine. guys again about the drink that I'm drinking? <laughs> Christy can't go because her mom wants them all to spend like quality time 
They want to wa- learn to be a family. They want to learn to be a family. So Karen, and it, it's it's good. It's all I good. actually really liked that there was no drama about who was going to go because yeah. I was as I started realizing what was happening. I was like, oh shit! I don't want them all to start to fighting fight about it. who gets to. And so it ends up. It that ends up. It's Marianne and Dawn. and Stacy. Stacy and Marianne and Stacy because Dawn and Stacy. Marianne because Dawn also can't go because she's going to visit her dad in California. That's right. That's right. So it was really easy. There's only two of them can, that can go, which is great. So we basically learned that they're going to go to Sun City, which I don't think is a real place. I'm going to I'm going to find it and I may read it because I liked the ending cuz it literally was the first cliffhanger we've had. Yes. And they're going to watch the pikes for a week at the Jersey Shore at I a mean, place that I don't think is real. Hello dream. I think when I was that age like that was the dream of like mother's helper on vacation. Oh, Sun City, New Jersey is now an adult active community. An active adult community in New Jersey. Mm. But it's not it's like something. a shore place. Anyway, that's fine. Oh, the other thing is the Pikes apparently go to, this is their every summer thing. They always go. I will say, if you live in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Connecticut area, that's where everyone goes in the summer. Yes. I mean, I lived in New Jersey and that's where we went in the summer. Yeah. So basically they're like, they call up, they're doing whatever. And so everyone kind of starts, they all get really excited. I really want clams now. (laughs) Continue. I can't, can't help, help me. That. <laughs> um, so they all get excited at the idea. Everybody then starts to realize whether they can or can't go. And so they all go through and Stacy's like, well, that's you and me, Marianne. Like, do you, you know, what about you? And, and Marianne's like, I don't have any plans either. And so it won't be easy to convince my parents to let me go, said Stacy, or to convince my father, added Marianne. But I have this funny feeling, Stacy went on, that pretty soon you and I are going to be getting ready for surf, sun, and fun. Yeah, said Marianne enthusiastically. Sea city? (laughs) Sea city? Here we come. I thought it was sun city. It's sea city? Sea city. Oh, let me see if that's a real place. I looked up sun city. Either way. But like clear and like literally that's the last line of the book. They're, okay. They're so in. we have the basic out. Oh, we have the basic premise yep. of what's going to happen. But the title is Boy Crazy Stacy. So, I mean, if this was my like wildest of dreams. Okay. She falls in love with a lifeguard. Yes. That's obvious for the cover. But because her father is an IRA gun runner. <laughs> Duh. Somewhere. Some dude. With a hot Irish accent, shows up. Seamus. Seamus. Seamus shows up. Seamus shows up at the seashore <laughs> and sweeps her is off it, her feet. He's shelling some shops. He's shucking shells at the seashore. Seamus. And now we're saying the whole pod in a transcontinental action. Quit a lisp. You can go and buy some clams. In fact, you can get some guns right here. And then we're going to go to Baltimore to see a newspaper man. <laughs> So many things. So many things. So yeah, she's going to, she's shamish. <laughs> not really. I know that's not going to happen, but that'd be fun. Because anytime we can bring up gun running. I mean, so. Although I am a little worried that that's like going to be a thing again. Like I mean, in gun- the world? <laughs> or in this series? 
<laughs> on that border. In the world, possibly. This series, eh, probably not. So that's my wild speculation. Speculation? What do you think is going to happen? Uh, I mean, it's, I feel, here's the thing. I was going to say it's really obvious from the cover. However, I feel the like last time. last time was really obvious from the cover and turns out, nope. Um, so I'm going to say that they get there and Stacy goes so boy crazy mm. that Marianne has to pick up the slack. That's, so, that seems logical. You know, like Marianne's like, we have to babysit. And Stacy's like, hot dude in some slacks and a button down. Ten bucks, though, that Marianne gets a kiss and Stacy doesn't. Somehow sure, I feel I like that's going to happen. I won't take that bet, but sure. I feel because, like that's going to happen. Well, I mean, I think we know from the books that Marianne ends up being like the hot to trot. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> okay. O- okay. Are you 75? <laughs> yes. She's hot to trot. Her mini skirt goes above above her knee. <laughs> I don't know, my grandmother? I don't know. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. I just dropped the microphone on myself. <laughs> okay. Woo! Oh, this is an unintentional review of our drinks. This this episode oh dear this is this is what happens when you do yoga drink coffee and then wine i don't know what nell's excuse is (laughs) (laughs) there's still like a little bit of like wine left and i think i just have to finish it i mean what are you gonna do not drink more potentially this could be Marianne's sexual awakening. It could be. I mean, is this where Logan comes in? Do they meet him at the shore? Or does he just show up at school one day? No, I think Logan is at school. But I think maybe that, like, uh, Stacy's so focused on boys and Marianne's like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And then, but then starts to think, mm, maybe. Marianne's actually really into boys. She just doesn't say anything. Marianne, 100%, and we don't get into this in the series, but if any of them are going to be a teen mom, it's going to be Marianne. Marianne's been writing fanfic for a while now. Marianne and Tina Belter are not that dissimilar. True. That's true. <laughs> yeah. And on that note. <laughs> we should probably be done. We're going to be done. Bye. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Oh, yeah. Rate, review, Rate, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Please, 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 if you are listening to this right now, if you've made it this far with us, make it your goal within the next two weeks to um, review us. You can do it anonymously. You can just say, loved it, exclamation point, because who doesn't love an exclamation point? And tell one other person that doesn't already listen to please listen to us. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.